70%. That's the number of people who have struggled with imposter syndrome at some point in their lives. Now, if you are a female entrepreneur, that number is likely higher. So what that means is that if you have, you're, you're probably either struggling with it now, or you have in the past, or you will in the future. And that is why I have Simone here to talk to us about what she does, why it matters to her, imposter syndrome, and all the things that she does to support people with this and a, uh, and a number of other blocks. Um, and then also, of course, why it matters to you and what you can do to kind of navigate that space. So right now, I'm going to invite Simone in to talk to us about herself and a little bit about why she's here. Go ahead, Simone. Thanks, Shauna. Great to be here. I'm so excited. Uh, yeah, why am I here? You invited me. And uh, we just recently met and uh, we've been talking about neuroscience and psychology and um, imposter syndrome and some of the other things that hold us back as entrepreneurial women. So uh, that's why I'm here. And what I do really is I'm a neuro-linguistic coach and a neuro-change practitioner. And the work I do is really primarily focusing on guiding uh, women through transformative change and breakthroughs. And why do I do this? Because women, as we all do as human beings, have huge potential and often it's unrealized. And there are so many things that hold us back as entrepreneurial women. Uh, part of it being our, our their brain and our neuro, neuroscience and our emotions and our thoughts because they can interfere with us moving forward into a space of change and really stretching ourselves. So really, I create um, customized programs and packages for clients to um, provide stress management and mindset, mindset breakthroughs. I really believe in the uh, blend or the intersection of uh, emotional intelligence, intellectual intelligence, and body wisdom. I think you can't get transformational change without considering those pieces. Um, I know that our thoughts, our emotions, and our actions combined with focused energy create results. And I'm all about accelerating that. I am, uh, I'm not, I'm, I want things to be fast and efficient. I don't like to see people suffering. I have high empathy and I can feel when people are suffering. So why do it? Let's change it. That's why I do what I do. I love that. And what's really special about what you just said is, is the fact that we're not just talking about some superficial nonsense. We're not just talking about, okay, you need to set boundaries and you need to, because it's, that's easier said than done. So we're talking about literally changing the neural pathways in your brain, getting in touch and embodying what that means for you and how you engage with your environment in order to take aligned action to speed up whatever your goal is. Yeah. It can be a massive business goal or a very intimate personal goal, both of which hold immense value. They don't That's just hold immense value. They're totally integrated. We are a human being experienced on our careers and our professions, as well as our personal life. And if one area you're struggling in one of those areas, it's going to affect the other area. And there's no two ways about it. I see people who are 
have amazing businesses and they really struggle on some personal levels. And I see people who are doing really amazing on a personal level, but can't quite get their business going. So it's a combination of all those things. And so that integration is so important. And often people sort of isolate things. And for me, my work has been, how do we encompass the whole, like a holistic approach with a W so that we can really start to activate, accelerate and achieve the goals that we want in our lives, whether it be personal or professional, because they both, it's like a teeter totter. You got, you got to manage both of them. I love that. And I've I, very, very early on in, in my entrepreneurial career, I learned about what it meant because we always heard work-life balance, but I, I learned about this idea of work-life flow, right? This flow between work and life. That's and, and, and it's beautiful. It's so beautiful because sometimes one thing will, will require more of you than the other and vice versa. And so that, that's, that's perfect. Now, when we're navigating that space, whether personal, professional, all that jazz, like I said in the intro, it's, we're going to reach a point if we have not already, or if we're not currently in it, where we're, we, we don't quite feel like we're good enough. We're, we don't, that, that whole enough, especially with the, the movie that just came out right now with the Kenneth, <laughs> um, we don't quite feel enough. And I think that's, I think that's something worth, worth diving into today. So if you could take a minute to, to talk to me about your perception of imposter syndrome and kind of the first aha moments to realizing, oh, geez, that's what this feeling is. And where do I go from there? Happy to do that. So, um, so let's just touch on what is imposter syndrome and let's have a little bit of an understanding of that. So, um, there's sort of a conventional way of that definition. Then I've got my own sort of version of it. So really, um, and I'm going to refer to entrepreneurial women for consistency, because that's who I generally work with 99%. I do work with some, um, some men and some other people who are not necessarily entrepreneurial, but my main, main goal is to work with entrepreneurial women because of what they can bring to this world. So imposter syndrome, um, when experienced by entrepreneurial women, um, can be described as a psychological experience wherein there, these accomplished women doubt their own achievements. They feel like they are not competent as others perceive them to be. And this imposter syndrome reinforces feelings of inadequacy, self-doubt, um, and inefficiency. And the more successful some women become, the more imposter syndrome is a problem, which is interesting. It, sometimes it's a matter of managing it, reframing it, refocusing, things like that. There's a lot of things that I do around that. But the, the more formal definition, which I don't like as much, is um, that psycho it's a psychological phenomenon that plagues individuals with um, persistent self-doubt, lack of self-confidence in one's ability, and a fear of being judged or exposed as a fraud, despite evident success. So I don't like the word fraud because I think a lot of people don't really relate to it. And, it, and, and it's a move away from word rather than a two word, right? So when I see women in the entrepreneurial world who are struggling with this, typical symptoms are perfectionism, paralysis, people-pleasing, and procrastination. And when people are struggling with that, they're stuck. They're either, they're not putting the energy into the area where they can get the most traction because they're dealing with all this environmental external stuff. 
that really they don't have to. And most people don't understand how to get out of that. And so um, interesting that the perfectionism piece, the high achieving piece, because I think most people go in the entrepreneurial world, not because they're average, because they are high achievers. It's like, that's part of the persona, right? But it's all, we're also often very much tied into perfectionism. So individuals who are suffering from imposter syndrome tend to discount their intelligence. I'll vouch for that. It's like, I'm the next course looking for credibility. Do I have enough? Do I know enough? Right? This is the kind of thing when we, cause we don't want to make a mistake. We don't want to, we don't want to, we don't want to get the numbers wrong, wrong. Right. It's like, we're worried about how we're being seen. And, um, so they also tend to discount their experiences, their lived experiences. Somebody goes, well, I don't have, I don't have a, uh, I don't have a certificate or I don't have a degree, right? They also discount their skills and their natural talents. And I think because they have natural talents, it's what's normal for them. So it's really hard for them to um, really measure that in some way, right? And so really the women that I work with are breaking glass ceilings. They're pushing their limits and they're following their passion, their purpose. They're living the life that they want, but then this other stuff comes in. This world of entrepreneurship, this imposter syndrome is quite prevalent and really underscores the need to address its effects on these brilliant women and other, indiv other individuals beyond entrepreneurial women. But this is my focus is those entrepreneurial women who are experiencing that. And that's that's terrible when you think about it, I mean, especially <laughs> as you just described it. I just I'm thinking about I literally picture this this superwoman right? With her crown and her little outfit, whatever, and shattering that glass ceiling only to have the weight of imposter syndrome holding her cape down so she can't make it quite far enough. And that's heartbreaking because I know I have seen people change the world just because they were able to kind of go, get the F off of me and keep going. And, so, and that's where, that's where navigating that headspace comes into play. So how, how do we do that? How do we manage imposter syndrome and actually overcome that, that little devil in our ear that tells us, mm, I'm not sure. Do you really know enough? Yeah. Yeah. So what, what do we so, do? What, I, what do? What do I do? Cause I mean, I'm a human. I experience that every once in a while. And, and I mean, this may be helpful, I think for, I know, I know for everyone listening, just to hear if I wanted to say, I am, I, I can do that thing, whatever that thing is. And then I've got that little bug in my ear. How, what's my first, the first thing I need to do to shut that guy up? First of all, you need to have awareness. You always need to have awareness of what it is. So, um, the thing is that little voice in your head is desperately trying to keep you safe right so most people are like get rid of it get rid of it i'm like no let's make peace with it let's help it understand let's give it confidence that it's okay let's create a partnership so one of so there's a number of things that that i do i i mean right now i'm i offer a um a package for women entrepreneurs that involves neurolinguistic coaching accountability and support. And I'll explain why. Number one, being in a group feels safer than being on your own. And so many people are, when we're looking at breaking the cycle, we want to um, 
target things like mindfulness and meditation? How do we calm our internal nervous system? How do we, um, how do we look at something and explore it? Know that we're not alone. So when I work with groups, there's only three or four women. It's a small, intimate group. It's safe. And that is the number one piece. You can't express your fears, your insecurities, those limitations, if you don't feel safe. So, um, so the first piece is like, how do you calm that overactive amygdala, that, that part in your brain, which is that, that, um, regulates your emotions and calm the nervous system. So that's one thing. So we want to do that piece first. Uh, we want to calm our own thoughts and emotions. And, um, so we can manage that fear response or that stress response, however you'd like to refer it to it, um, that, that comes up with imposter syndrome. Uh, the, the piece around community is huge. Uh, having that group of people, whether you're a part of a larger community of people experiencing the same thing, when you don't, when you don't feel alone, you feel safer. Mm. And so, um, you can, there are a number of things is the awareness piece. And then what do I do about it? So yes, you can join a small group. Yes, you can match yourself up with a coach or a guide or a mentor to help you work through some of the pieces that are showing up. Somebody who's experienced in that, I would say, because not everybody's experienced in dealing with imposter syndrome. Um, and some of the things that I implement with my clients is we celebrate our wins. It's the first thing we do together is we celebrate our wins. Cause you know what? Sometimes we have a win and we don't even see it as a win. So being able to reframe that Isn't for that clients is a huge difference, right? So, uh, you know, my, my question is when we feel like we've made a mistake, I'm like, what did you learn? What did you learn? Where is the win? Where is the golden nugget? Right. And there's always a golden nugget, but we don't see ourselves from inside the jar. We don't see the label from inside the jar, I think is the reference yeah. and having somebody else reflect for you, reframe for you is huge. So that's one of those, one more of those pieces that makes a big difference. And, um, and I think neuro coaching. So, um, I think coaching is great. Typical coaching starts from where you are and moves you forward. Mm. Being, a um, a neuro linguistic practitioner, I can actually go back and help unhook the emotional, the difficult emotional experiences that are make, helping you make the choices in the present and the future, not always to your benefit. I and have is a big, huge piece that most people can't do in their regular, regular coaching scope. So combining those pieces. So for me, for example, I'm bringing in my medical background. I, I worked in the medical field for 30 years. I transitioned into the holistic field of doing body work and working with mind body connection because they're not separate, even though we're, they're treated as separate, they're not separate. And then for me, my work started to uh, evolve into the subconscious or unconscious mind because that drives so much of our behavior. And most people don't understand that because it's not, it's they default into this, um, this, this, automatic pattern and they see the end results that they are not accomplishing what they want or it's taking a longer time than they expected and they're frustrated and they, they're feeling the resistance and so by actually exploring that a little further we unhook the root problem 
we neutralize the emotions attached to that. It doesn't mean the events don't, don't happen. Mm -hmm. And then what happens all of a sudden, there's much less resistance. And they're like, wow, this is becoming easy. I'm like, I know, I know. I picture this. So I, there, I'm a very visual person. So when you're telling me this, this is like storytelling. This is like a movie going on in my brain. So I picture this like, you know, you're Captain Hook in Neverland and you're anchored, right? You're anchored. So that means that you can only go and look for Peter Pan in a radius of your anchor's chain. And so when you're able to unanchor that, now you have run of Neverland. Now you can actually reconnect with the Lost Boys, which if you haven't seen the new Peter Pan movie, that's kind of a it's a thing it's cute um because it's not actually like it's not actually two people fighting it's actually two friends reuniting which is a really interesting thing but that's but that's what i envision is just this release and now you have free reign now what you what was an obstacle not, it doesn't doesn't even matter you don't your world is not just at the end of that chain it doesn't have to be it's a great visual. I love that. And, uh, and I think some of us, like, we don't really understand how our, um, our conditioning often before we're even seven years old has impacted our decision-making and our choices. And when we become those high achievers, and I won't get into all that piece, that, but that high achieving piece and where that comes from, but what happens is we set these goals, and we don't break them down into small steps. And yes. so whether I work with clients, I actually don't like goal setting. I'll be quite honest. I don't actually like goal setting. I like flow. And so I've learned a way to set evidence-based goals that is more about flow and experience, which again, for me, changes everything. Mm -hmm. And what has been really fascinating is when we break those goals down, hundred percent of the clients I work with achieve 80 to hundred percent of their goals within 12 sessions. It's insane. So I am, and, and sometimes they have to reset their goals because they've already met them. <laughs> I mean, just, and what's really, so this is a little bit of a perspective shift. I have a coach because I don't see myself from outside the jar. Right. Mm -hmm. So I also have a coach. And she asked me, you know, so how do you feel about the results you've been getting? And I said, oh, you know what? Here's my high achiever coming in. I just, I was like, oh my gosh. I said, you know what? You know, a hundred percent of the clients get 80 to hundred percent achievement in their goals. I just wish that they were all hundred percent. Mm -hmm. And she said, Simone, do you actually understand what those numbers mean? I'm like, what? <laughs> Again, it's like, I am, I'm looking at the troubleshooting. Where can I improve more? Like that's my, my pattern. Right. And I've learned my pattern. I've learned to be compassionate with my inner voice, that inner critic, that judge. Uh, and that inner judge comes from that concern about being externally judged, right. That or, or criticized or, um, not measuring up. So once we understand this territory and we can look at it like a story mm. of your, your analogy there, Shauna, look at a story, we can actually observe it. So one of the things that I teach my clients to do is when you're feeling that stress response increase or that anxiety increase or, or that flush or however it shows up for you, there's lots of different symptoms of that stress response being, being um, activated. Mm -hmm. I use something called PSBO. All right. That stands for pause, slow down, 
breathe and observe. That's, right? that's really good. Yeah. It's, it makes a huge difference. Um, I've in the, in the neuro linguistic world, um, I was taught many tools and techniques mm -hmm. to actually activate that parasympathetic, that calm state where we can think clearly, where we can, we can receive perspective, where we can see the whole picture because when we're in that sympathetic or stress state, our focus narrows, we don't see the whole picture. Right. And when that fear comes up, we get, uh, we get mobilized or immobilized, right? Yeah. So we, you know, we know that the stress responses, which is right, fight, flight, fear, uh, freeze, fawn, which is people pleasing. Yeah. And the last one that I am going to include is faint. I have right. Right. Play awesome. Just play yeah. possum, right? Yeah, that's, that's good. See, and I was thinking that fight, fight, flight, freeze and fawn. And then I always thought like, well, but what if I just go, nope, <laughs> that's, that's that faint. That's well, no and, and then, so there's a, there's a lot of, uh, physiological things go on. I mean, there's a nerve that we can look at this. It's like a huge rabbit hole that you can go down, but basically, um, although I've got my knowledge as a neuro-linguistic coach and master practitioner and a neuro change, um, that, that neuro change coaching background and practitioner work. Um, so I've got the theory, but it's like, most people don't, aren't that interested in the theory. They want the pragmatic application of the tools. And I think that's what I've gathered. I spent years and years gathering that even, even back in, in when I worked in the medical field, um, really gathering the symptoms, the behaviors, helping people understand how to help somebody calm down when they're having a procedure done that's very invasive, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I worked at the, uh, the university supporting students who have performance anxiety. They're like, send them to Simone. <laughs> right? I, so I, I hear that. You want to know, I, a, few, a few things come up to, for me about that is that, first of all, if anybody has seen my lives on Instagram before we go live. Like that's me kind of breaking the ice, but Simone can attest to even after I do that, I need to do that pause. I need to stop and go, okay, hold on, get it out <sighs> before I go on. So first of all, I just wanted to attest to that working. Second of all, I wanted to say that, that perform, that student performance anxiety. Now, not a lot of people know this, but I actually have a teachable degree in the French language. I can speak French pretty proficiently and I understand it very well. Um, but j'ai le trac, which means I have stage fright. Yeah. So people would laugh at me. My peers would laugh at me because we would be walking down the hallway with my professor and they would be speaking to me in fluent Parisian French and I would be responding in fluent English. <laughs> and it would just, that would be our conversation because if I tried to speak French, I would cry. I just, it would be, it's almost comical. If, it, if, if I weren't me, I would have laughed at me because as soon as I start speaking it, I start crying. And that's, that's exactly where you're coming from, where you're, you get to this point in your life, in your business, in a situation where you're just like, I don't know what to do. And it might not be that big. Maybe you don't start bawling. Maybe it's a little something that's nagging you along the way, but this is where literally changing your mind, sister Hazel, great song change your mind literally <laughs> changing your mind will change your life 
it'll you you bust through it. And and again, uh, because we're coming kind of closer to uh, the end of our conversation, which I loathe to say. P.S. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to also say that I had another image in my head that associate. This is this is how Shauna's brain works, guys. Welcome. Um, fascinating, fascinating. <laughs> it, it's it's just the way it works. So remember that superwoman who was trying to break through the glass ceiling and was being pulled down by that imposter syndrome. Well, through this conversation, my image of that, I feel like this is a comic strip now. I should probably illustrate it. Um, Now I've just seen that that woman, instead of trying to get that damn thing off, which it won't get off your cape, by the way, it's just gonna kind of hold on. You're not gonna get it off, it's stuck. Instead of doing that, what I'm hearing from you, Simone, is you're going to say, oh, hey, buddy, why don't you come on here? And it's going to hold you because it's there to keep you safe. It's meant to be there. You're going to welcome it and you're going to nurture it and you're going to show it that you accept its safety, but you're still moving on. And it's going to hop on your shoulder. And instead of being a drag to you, it's going to be your sidekick. As It's going to partner with you. Exactly. exactly. And now you have this here as you continue to bust through the glass ceilings, it's still helping you. It's still protecting you and guiding you, but you're in the lead. You get to make those choices. This is how imposter syndrome becomes your superpower, right? You just, you've got to reframe it. You've got to help it feel safe. And then when it's on board, it's like, let's do it. Yes, we're going to feel it. And so I just like to leave the, the, this, this conversation with four things that I think are really important to be aware of. Do it. So number one, you need to recognize and be aware of the symptoms of imposter syndrome, which we've already talked about that, uh, you know, that overwhelm the feelings of self-doubt, fraudulence, um, and instead of turning away and trying to avoid it, let's look at it. Right. And, and let's start looking at and rationalizing those experiences, those feelings of inadequacy and inadequacy and self-doubt. And the second piece is let's rationalize our successes. Let's really take account of our successes so that we can reframe that piece. And so we're not so in depth with those negative thoughts and um and try to get the bigger picture that's partly calming that nervous system down and so then we want to reframe our thoughts we want to alter our our perception and our situation of ourselves and then we also want to ready ourselves for that pattern of feelings and behavior showing up again what do we have in our toolkit to help mitigate that and when we have all of those pieces and instead of trying to run away we actually pause and we look at it and often this is hard to do on our own for sure mm-hmm. um i think that's why i've stepped into doing this work is i help other people do that because it's faster when you have that outside uh perception and feedback you create that feedback loop and so those four pieces the awareness or the recognition the rationalizing of your successes the reframing of your thoughts and getting yourself ready for that pattern of feeling of behavior and have your toolkit ready to address it. Yes, that's perfect. Yeah. And, you know, to give you an example, I have had a massive fear of public speaking for most of my life. And when somebody mentioned, I've just really embodied the fact that I'm a speaker. Uh, and actually we'll put that on my social media now, but for a long time, I've got four shelves of events that I have presented at 
or being involved with. And I look at that and I'm like, I can't say I'm not a speaker anymore. Mm -hmm. it, 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 there's, there's dissidence in that. There's not, it doesn't align. It's, it doesn't feel true anymore. Right. And so, you know, and I just laugh at myself at that whole piece. And I've learned to laugh at myself and my perceptions and recognizes there's, there's, there's a huge shift that is available for people if they're, if they're willing to go there, either if they are excited enough to be drawn to what, what they want, or they're uncomfortable enough that they can't stand it anymore. Mm -hmm. Either way, right? So, yes. and, uh, and that's and that's a confidence shift, taking that imposter syndrome and, and befriending it and, and shifting your mind towards a space of confidence and being able to do that. And you have an asset, a resource for people in this space that they can get their hands on, which blows my mind because it's free. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm such a passion. I know this is the work I'm meant to do in the world. And it's like, what can I do to help people get going on this, start moving forward? Um, so I actually, I've, I'm, I'm offering the, um, the audience a gift. It's a PDF called Rewire Your Brain for Confidence. It's six steps to activate, accelerate, and achieve your goals. And I think you, you'll be posting that, correct, Shauna? Yes, it's if if you're watching the video, it's on the ticker. If you're um, if you're joining us in the audio, it's in the show notes. Either way, it's in the show notes. You can get your hands on it, and and uh, there's also you've also got another resource to offer as well, which is this is just if anybody wants to know, this is Simone. She wants to help you. She has the resources available, and she's ready and willing to do so. Absolutely. So for anybody who would like to have a conversation. I'm offering, um, I always offer people a 30 minute um, uh, consultation or call for this group. If, if they're really focused on goal acceleration, it's a 30 minute goal accelerator consultation. And let's talk about the things that you're feeling that resistance to, um, that those pieces where that you aren't feeling um, efficient or that's getting in your way is, is causing that procrastination or that resistance. And let's just pull that apart a bit and have a look at it and see if I can offer you a, a tool or two to deal with that. Um, I'm really excited um, for anybody interested in, in, in jumping in full, full tilt. Uh, I am offering some sept a September um, package for entrepreneurial women. It's all about harnessing the power of your mind. And it's called Achieve Your Vision for 2023 Goal Accelerator Package. So if you're interested in that, you can message me privately. Uh, you can email me at Simone at coachwithsimone.com. Uh, my cell number is 905-746-6797. Send me a text. Mention your name so I can respond appropriately. Uh, whatever I can do to give you a hand is great. Let's get this ball rolling because there's your potential is waiting for you and don't let this hold you back. You don't have to suffer. That is period mic drop like right here in a nutshell. If you, it doesn't matter who you are. You get a call with Simone. You will have experienced something like this. And if you feel like you haven't, you will. The call will will literally change the way you move forward in life and business because life and business are indeed intricately intertwined. Absolutely. With that, Simone, thank you so much for joining me. I was literally just 
enraptured in our conversation. I have never seen Shauna sit so quietly for so long. Um, <laughs> that was beautiful. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. And we'll have to have another chat sometime. I'm sure that everybody love would love to hear that. <laughs> I'd love to. I'd love to. Thank you, Shauna. And thanks to everybody who's listening. Uh, great to connect. And um, yeah, don't let imposter syndrome or anything else hold you back. It's all about conquering your limits, achieving rapid transformation and bringing your vision to life. Yes, you're destined for greatness. Don't doubt it for a minute. We will chat soon. <laughs>